0: Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. Tonight, we are transitioning from the Thanksgiving holiday to the Christmas season. How many of y'all like Christmas? Yeah, Christmas. Cool, cool. We have a full calendar for you guys. It is loaded with uh, lots of fun, and obviously, we're going to try to honor the Lord with our time. Uh, But tonight, here at Refuel, we're kicking off our brand new series titled, It's a Blue Christmas Without... Okay, so it's like, it's a blue Christmas without blank. And we're going to go through three different names that were given to Jesus. And so tonight's message is titled, It's a Blue Christmas Without Jesus. We're actually going to dive into the name of Jesus. And so I'll say, you guys know Elvis Presley. I've got it on the screen for you. Oh, yeah. it's, uh, how's it go? Somebody sing it for me. Go. Oh, Have a blue good good so i'll say it's a blue christmas without and you all yell jesus okay it's a blue christmas without jesus oh come on it's a blue christmas without jesus all right now flip it you all say it it's a a blue blue christmas without (laughs) jesus Good. So, tonight we are diving into the name of Jesus, but actually, Jesus was called many different things. Um, on this screen here, we have that he was Emmanuel in Matthew 1, um, I'm not going to read all of them. You can see him. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the Wonderful Counselor, the Prince of Peace. He's the Bread of Life. Jeremy just hit that Sunday morning. Uh, he is the Redeemer, and he is the Living Stone in 1 Peter 2, 4-8. through And so... Tonight we are going to dive into the name of Jesus Um, and so When we do that we're left with one question or two questions actually But number one is what does the name of Jesus even mean? Right? Like what does the name Jesus mean? What is the definition of it? And so now remember back in the day when Jesus was born They didn't speak English, right? Like nobody spoke English around that time and so they weren't walking around saying sup, bruh. Everybody say sup, bruh. <laughs> sup, bruh. Instead, in Hebrew, they said "supa baru. Everybody say "supa baru. <laughs> That's Hebrew for sup, bro." No, I'm just kidding. That is not what that is. But for real, uh, baru actually means blessings. I, I hope I'm saying that right. Barak, something, <laughs> something like that. And so in Hebrew, it, it's kind of the same thing. Like, sup, bruh, blessings. But back in Jesus' day, they did not speak English at all. Instead, they spoke a mix of Hebrew and Aramaic. Um, and the name Jesus is a translation of the Hebrew, Hebrew name Yeshua. Everybody say Yeshua. Yes. Yes. Yeshua. Yes. Yeshua. Yes. And so Yeshua is a combination of the word Yah. Say Yah, Yah. Which is an abbreviation for Yahweh and the verb Yashah. Everybody say Yashah. Yes. And so in the Hebrew language, when you put Yah and Yesha together... Uh, Which means to rescue or to deliver or to save. Yeshua means Yahweh saves or Yahweh is salvation. And so how did we get the name Jesus? How does all this tie in? So the English spelling of the Hebrew Yeshua is Joshua. Everybody say Joshua. Right? So you're like, how do we get Jesus from Joshua? But when, when it's translated from Hebrew to the common Greek that they spoke at the time of the New Testament, which was common Greek, it becomes Yeshua. Or Yeshua becomes Esus. Everybody say Esus. Esus. So Yeshua becomes Esus in the common Greek. And then when you translate the common, the common Greek to English, you get Jesus. And so it goes from Yeshua to Esus to Jesus. And that's where we get his name. And so to sum up and clarify... Yeshua and Jesus mean that Yahweh saves or the Lord is salvation Uh, And so now that we have that clarified the second question that we have to answer um, Is that what makes it so special? What makes the name of Jesus so cool? Why is it the name above all names? Uh, I mean weren't there other Jesus's back then which by the way there were other people named Jesus back then Uh, It was actually a really common name and so if you asked yourself Like, what's so special about it? Weren't there other people named Jesus? You'd be correct. Like, there were other people named Jesus. And so, Jesus was actually a very common name at the time. Um, There were multiple people named Jesus. Um, And so, this is why our Bibles often call the Jesus that we read in our Bibles, the Jesus of Nazareth. Everybody say, Nazareth. Nazareth. And so, during this time, they would say a person's name, followed by their birthplace, to kind of give them a... A like to narrow down who they were talking about. And so it'd be like me saying Gracie Bellamy, which has a really good ring to it. Gracie Bellamy of Ona or Hunter Bellamy of Canova. And um, actually Jesus of Nazareth is used right around 17 times, depending on what translation you read, around 17 times in the Bible. And so what is so special about Jesus of Nazareth? What makes him who he is? And what sets him apart from the other people named Jesus at the time? Look, there is a beauty in the name of Jesus the Savior. That is what sets him apart. The meaning of Jesus' name is Yahweh Saved. You guys remember that, right? Yahweh saves. So the meaning of Jesus' name reveals his mission, which is to save and deliver. So Jesus' name, deli- uh, name shows his mission and his identity as Savior to the world, to all of us. And at the same time, the commonness of the name Jesus reveals his humanity and his humility. And so, yes, the name of Jesus was common, but what set this Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible, apart was his ability, to do, his ability to do what no other common man could do. No other man named Jesus could do what this Jesus did. And so, if you have your Bibles, flip to Matthew one twenty one. If not, I'll have it on the screen for you. Uh, it says, And she, speaking of Mary, Jesus' mother... And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. You are to name him Yeshua. For he will save his people from their sins. No other man named Jesus at this time, and in fact no other man period throughout all of history, was given the responsibility of the second part of that verse where it says, For he will save his people from their sins. The Lexham Survey of Theology captures this this dual significance that we see here in the name of Jesus. And it says, I'm going to read it because it's a quote. He was, from one angle, just another guy named Jesus. And yet, in another sense, he was the true Jesus, the only one who could live up to the meaning of this name in ways that no other person named Jesus could. This is where Jesus' last name comes into play. Like, y'all know Jesus has a last name, right? No, I'm just kidding. He does not have a last name. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. I always thought growing up, maybe I'm the only one. If you guys didn't think this, I'm just a weirdo. But I always thought growing up when I would read my Bible that Jesus Christ, like Jesus was Jesus' first name and Christ was his last name. I guess I was the only one, whatever. <laughs> but I'm kidding. So Jesus' last name was not Christ. Um, it, Christ means... The Messiah or the Savior. And so you could read it as Jesus the Messiah or Jesus the Savior. And so when you look at Jesus Christ or Jesus the Savior, there are calls to action. That name Jesus the Savior leaves you with a decision to make every time that you lay eyes on it. Number one. What Jesus, the Savior, calls you to is salvation. There is salvation alone in the name of Jesus. No other name. Salvation belongs to Jesus, the Savior, alone. Acts 4, 11 through 12 says, Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And so the name of Jesus calls you to salvation. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, or you don't know Him, as, uh, you don't have a personal relationship with Him, number one, right off the bat, He calls you into a, a relationship with Him right now. Number two, Jesus calls you to forgiveness. Uh, Jesus, Forgiveness is received through the name of Jesus the Savior. Acts 10.43 says, All the prophets testify about Him that who, anyone who believes in Him receives forgiveness of the sins through His name. I'll read it again. All the prophets testify about Him that everyone who believes in Him receives forgiveness of sins through Jesus the Savior. Through His name. And so, we receive forgiveness through the name of Jesus the Savior. Jesus Christ the Messiah. When you start a relationship with Jesus, you are automatically forgiven of your sins. When you ask for that forgiveness and you confess him as your Lord and Savior, you receive that forgiveness like that. Past, present, and future sins are all gone. They're wiped away. You are no longer bound by the chains of those sins. And so, number three, if you are a believer You are called to be baptized in the name of Jesus the Savior. Acts 2.38 says, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus the Savior... For the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We are called to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus the Savior. Once you receive Jesus as your Savior. Savior and you confess that with your mouth the next step is to be baptized. And so I know a lot of you in this room have probably put baptism off. Like, you're like, that's something I'll do when I'm older. Or, you know, I really believe in Jesus, but baptism doesn't really save me, so I don't need to do that. Um, But listen, when you are baptized, it is a public profession of an inward change. Jesus, you are commanded to be baptized baptized in Jesus' name if you are a believer in him. And so, symbolically, you represent the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus when you are, ba- when you are baptized. Um, and so, number four, believers are to go m- and make disciples in the name of Jesus, the Savior. Um, there are four calls to action. This is the last one. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen says, Jesus came and told his disciples... I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. After you've confessed and you believed in Jesus the Savior and you've shown that you have been baptized, your next step is to go. Your next step is to go out into all nations and make disciples. This does not mean that you have to go clear to Australia or up to Canada or down to Mexico to make disciples. You start by making disciples right where you are. In your schools, if you have a job, right there in your job. But if God places a calling on your heart, um, you you also follow that calling and praise Jesus if he does. Which, by the way, like... You all look around in the room real quick. Like, Take a look at each other. Smile, stick your tongue out at each other, do what you need to do. Listen, I know you all hear it so many times from older people that you are the church of tomorrow. And Rich Brown says this, but you guys are not the church of tomorrow, you're the church of today. Like Most of the disciples, when they were called to follow Jesus, were right around teenage years. And you guys are the pastors, the worship leaders, and the deacons, or whatever leadership position it may be. You are that position in the church today, just in training. If you don't have that yet, but the Lord has called you to that, we are here to disciple you. Your your tag leaders are here to raise you up and train you up in that. And so, God is going to raise up different leadership positions in this student ministry and student ministries all across the nation, all across the world. He is raising up the leaders of today's church. Not tomorrow's, but today's church. And so in Matthew 1.21... I'll reread it when it says, and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. If you are a born again believer, you were thought of then. You were considered his people and even thousands of years ago when God spoke through the angel to give Jesus his name, God sent his one and only son for you at that moment. Jesus is the savior that died for you. And so Jesus is calling you to something today. Whether you don't have a relationship with Jesus or you've been walking with him since you were two years old, if that were possible. If you've been walking with him since you were two years old, you never stay complacent in your... In your you can be content but not complacent with your relationship with Jesus. And so uh, what is Jesus calling you to today? What is Jesus the Savior pulling at your heart today. And so, do you need to confess that salvation in Jesus and receive that forgiveness of your sins? Or have you received that salvation and, and you know you're forgiven, but you've put off baptism? Like, is Jesus calling you to partake in baptism? Or have you confessed Jesus as Lord? You've been baptized, you've received the forgiveness, or I got it switched. You've received the forgiveness, you've been baptized, um, but you haven't been making disciples. Like you've gotten complacent. Like I'll just, I'll, I will disciple people later. I'll teach them about Jesus later. I'll share my faith with them later. Is Jesus calling you to share your faith at school or at work? Is Jesus calling you to be bold for him? to be a vessel of him that he indwells and pours his love out on the people around you. Is Jesus calling you to lead a ministry in his church? It doesn't have to be this church. We would love for you to serve here, but the church, is Jesus calling you to that? I know it can be intimidating to think, oh man, like I'm, you know, I'm 16, I'm, I'm 13, I'm 14. God would never call me to pastor. I can never do that. listen, God is raising up leaders in this church and his, his church now. And so whatever category that you guys find yourself in, whether it's I don't have a relationship with Jesus or I need to make disciples or God's calling me into ministry, we would love... Everyone look back there and wave at Adam. Say hi, Adam. Hi. Listen, right back here. We would love to give you those opportunities to take that next step, whether it is to start a relationship with Jesus or to fill and serve in ministry, whatever that looks like for you, we would love to help you start that. And so please, if Jesus is calling you, not by any emotional manipulation or anything, if Jesus, this savior, is calling you to anything, would you please go see Adam back there uh, and we we won't single you out. I'm not going to bring you up on stage. We won't bring you up on stage next week. Make you raise your hand. But please go back there and see Adam. We just want to give you a gift and get you started with your relationship with Jesus, or give you opportunities. We have one coming up with adopting a backpack kid. That is a way to serve. That's a way that God calls you to serve in ministry. If you're interested in that, go back and uh, go back and see Adam. But listen, we would love to help you no matter what next step you need to take. And so. Um, That is the name of Jesus, the Messiah. That's the name of Jesus, the Savior. Uh, We broke that down. Next week, Matt is hitting Emmanuel. Um, And so, guys, listen. If Jesus, the Savior, is calling you to anything, find a tag leader. Go back to that next steps table or find Matt or I or pull one of the leaders aside and we will love to talk to you about that. And don't be intimidated. Don't be scared to think, I could never do that. Like I could never go serve in that capacity because you would be surprised how God uses the available. Not the qualified, but the available. And so um, with that being said, let's pray. And uh, we finished up about 10 minutes early so you guys can go. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for uh, Jesus the Savior. God, we thank you for sending him down um, for him to die on our sins. um, God, we just thank you for that. I pray that if we don't know Jesus, the Savior, um, that we would come to know him as our Savior. Um, God, I pray that if you are calling us to ministry, that we would step out and be bold enough to seek out a leader um, and let them know. Lord, I pray that you would raise up Relationships with you in this student ministry. I pray that you would raise up leaders in your church today from this ministry. And um, Lord, I pray that we wouldn't take that name of Jesus for granted. Um, I pray that we would realize every time we say that, that we are confessing that salvation belongs to you alone. And so, um, God, I pray that you would keep us safe tonight and bring us back next week. And uh, may we dive into Emmanuel and learn something from Matt in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Refuel podcast. If you have any questions or would like to review the notes from this podcast, be sure to download the Refuel app from the App Store on any mobile device.